Are you one of the thousands of people who knows that you should be email marketing, but you don't really know what that even means, how to start, and so you just never do it? Well, today's episode's for you. We're giving free consulting to my co-host today, right here, right now. It's On Air Brands. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the On Air Brand Show. I am Todd Genitasio, along with my co-host, Amber Furman, who just sent out a great email to her list about 10 minutes ago before we got on the air. On the air. Amber, what's going on? What's up, man? So let me just start by saying that the answer to your question is yes. Yes, <laughs> I know I should do all the things, and I don't know how to do any of them. So um, I am really excited for this episode. And I kind of feel like I'm just going to make a career out of this, of showing up to people's events and podcasts saying, hey, can you just use me as what not to do for your topic? And then it's like, you know, I get to be of service by showing people what yeah, they shouldn't do. I mean, I have enough of what I should do too. Don't get me wrong, but um, I have a lot of what you shouldn't do yeah. examples. The guinea pig growth strategy, right? You know? Like, yes. Put, yes. Put, put me on display for the world to see and everyone can learn from. I'm good with that. I'm good but with that's, that. That's, you know, basically that's what happened. So we were uh, on, on a Zoom earlier this morning, unrelated to the show. It's just talking about your email marketing and stuff like that. And as we started getting into it, I was like, you know what, let's, let's make this the episode today. Um, because we started talking about like all you just, you just signed up for active campaigns. So we we're like, Good. okay, what are lists and tags and automations and broadcasts and who, wh- how do I organize people? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know what, this sounds like a great topic for the show today. So let's, let's uh, bump the timeline and, uh, and sneak this one in and let's do it live. Yeah, I love this idea because, you know, like I mentioned to you, I, like so many other people out there, have all the amazing content and all of the things to share. I have the YouTube channel that has over 100 videos. I have the podcast with over 200 episodes. I have the Facebook group. I have the coaching programs. I have all the things and nobody knows about them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's time to connect those dots. And, and what's is. funny is you're doing all the all the hard work that mo- that th- there's people in two buckets, right? There's there's people who are like, well, I need to be uh, promoting my business or whatever, but that means I need to create content and I don't know how to create content and blah, 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 blah. And then there's other people like you who have all this gold buried, buried in them, their hills, right? But <laughs> but you're not getting it out there. So it's like, you've done all the hard work. Now we just got to push a couple extra buttons so that we can get it out to the world. Yeah. Hey, Rob, can we get some like Beverly Hillbillies, like background music for this? (laughs) A little banjo action. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of feel like that's where this needs to go. (laughs) No, I'm really excited because you said something to me when we were talking. um, And even now, as I'm going to repeat it, it makes my stomach drop a little bit because it shouldn't um, be like this. But you were like, yeah, if you, you were explaining tags and lists to me and you said like, for example, if you want to email all your podcast subscribers. And I was like, like if I wanted to email all my podcast subscribers, I have no way to do that right now. Like I go to each person that I know has ever listened to my podcast and say, yo, what's up? Right. Right. Yeah. You'd be, te- <laughs> you'd be texting people. Um, I know, man. So, so I'm excited. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super cool. And so why, you know, I mean, we kind of touched on it, but like, why is email marketing so important? And let me just give a quick rundown. I didn't do the research in between our calls today to get any statistics. So 
you know, just just trust me on this and we can find research. If you have questions and want some hard data, shoot me a message and I'm happy to provide it for you later on. Um, but, you know, people, if you post something on social media and, and look again, email and social and all this, all these different things, it's not this or that. It's not either or it's and right. And so you have a new podcast episode come out, you publish it into Apple, uh, you publish it into Anchor, Apple, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. And so at that point, the people who it, it follow now, right, in Apple, it's called follow or subscribe to your show on the platform, it will be in their feed. But what about the people who are not on, who have not hit that subscribe button yet, but they're trying to keep up with what it is that you're doing, what, what your business is putting out and making sure people see everything is really the need for, you know, I like to pick one social channel and email. So it's like new episodes out. Let me share this on social media. Hey, new episode alert. Check it out. Here's a link. Then you head over to your email platform, pop open a new campaign, new episodes out. Make sure you check it out. Here's why you should listen. And even though people are also like subscribing in the feed, it's it's another nudge to just stay in front of them and give them a reason. And if you're you're in their inbox, you can kind of give them a little pitch on listening to the episode, right? As opposed to just when it's in the feed, there's just the title and like oftentimes it's a cut off title. And so as I'm scrolling through my, you know, latest episodes list in the app, if something gets added into the queue is based on like nine characters, right? Like and how much of that did did it did it appeal to me to click on and learn more or to add it to my queue right away right so email gives you another chance to like remind people why this is a good episode to listen to and and to nudge them and just make sure they know it's there yeah absolutely and i think it's really cool because there's this transition that most people go through and this has definitely been the story for me where you start off with this and you're so hesitant to share your stuff because you don't want to be like that person, right? Like you see people all the time that have their stuff out. And um, I remember thinking like, if people want to find me, they will, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like I created and they'll find me. You guys know that I'm an, like a huge friends fan. We've had this conversation yes, we've multiple gone through times. This, yes. And, and there's an episode of friends where Ross is on a date with someone and she turns out to be awful. And um, he says, I'll call you. And she's like, well, don't you need my number? And he's like, if it's meant to be, I'll guess it. And I feel like that's <laughs> what I'm doing to my people. Like I have all this amazing stuff out there. And if it's meant to be like, they'll just guess where to find it. They'll guess your phone number. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that, as we've talked about, I'm, I'm not a friend's fan. I have not seen that. That's maybe the first and only funny thing I've heard come from the show, <laughs> but Putting all that aside, that is pretty funny and very accurate. Like they're not on the lookout. Like think about how many things you're doing throughout the day. People are not proactively searching out stuff until they're triggered to do so with a trigger event, right? And we'll, we'll actually get into that with some email marketing stuff because that's where automations come into play, make your life a lot easier. Um, but just to tie a little bow on email versus social versus platform feed is that it's not this or that. It's not either or. It's Yes, post it on social, post it on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you're at, post it. And also send out an email to your subscribers, right? Because social feeds, uh, organically, the algorithm is not going to show everything to everyone. Um, and so inbox, you know, your in email inbox is going to at least be in their inbox. Whether or not they open it, that's up to the relationship you build with them. Um, 
and when they see your name and the subject line, but it will actually get in front of them, you know, 99% of the time. So let me ask you this, because this is, you know, before I found the amazingness that is Todd, um, I was told that your email had to be pretty and that you had to spend time with your newsletter with like pretty little picture headers and, and this format. And I actually had one marketing person give me a worksheet that I should fill out for every newsletter that had different things. And I'm like, God, this is a lot of work. And then Ted told me that I could like, or Ted. Oh boy. Todd told me that I could literally just put words on paper and hit send. (laughs) And I thought, man. So now my question is like, how much is too much? Yeah. Yeah. So this is great. And this is a huge, you know, it's not even a debate because the data tells the answers that personal looking emails that are text based outperform designed and branded stuff to the moon. It's, it's not even close when you look at, um, you know, studies and research, but there are, there is a time and place. Like if you have like literally like a monthly newsletter, like if you think like old school, like printed, printed newsletter type of thing that needs to have a layout to it. Like you're sending a curated list with a bunch of different articles. Maybe, you know, if you do that on a monthly basis, that's fine. I'm not against that. And you know, that, that kind of stuff is good for your company or your brand, but really where, you know, where I come from with all the marketing stuff is how do we create and deepen relationships with people? And if you send an email from podcast at more than corporate.com and it's all these fancy designs with some like super professional photos that are probably stock pictures and like all this stuff, it's like, that's not what Amber, that's not the same as getting that text message. That's like, yo, Todd, my new episodes out, go listen to it. Right. And so I look at like, how can we use these, these communication tools to build relationships at scale and, and the email address, the email name, the design, like those things all come into play. When we send out emails to people for ourselves and for clients, I had this conversation with a client the other day, like subject lines, like the getting your email opened, it, it relies on what, when someone sees it in the inbox, yeah, subject line, that's what everybody talks about. But the other thing is the from name. Like if I know, like if I get an email from Amber, I'm gonna open it up because we have a relationship. So how can we do that at scale? So it's like, first and foremost, make sure it's coming from a person and build that relationship because your name alone plays a part in who gets open. Like, honestly, regardless of the subject line, if I get an email from Amber, I'm going to open it up. And so that shows, you know, the, not that subject lines aren't important, but the relationship that we have with people, it's like, what's the best subject line? It's like, well, I don't know. What was the last subject line, the email that your, that your wife sent to you? It's like, well, it didn't matter what it was because that's a person I have a deep relationship with and I'm opening everything they send me. So if you take that approach first, like now all of a sudden that's a whole different ballgame. Now, when it does come to subject lines, again, like testing all, all this comes with the caveat, test everything, every business, audience, brand, everything is different. But um, when we talk about subject lines, like the best subject lines are the ones that you use when you send them to people you already have a relationship with. Like, when I send an email out to my list and it's the subject line is like next Friday, way more people open it than if I put together some like cleverly written subject line that's supposed to be super cool and intriguing, right? It's like, why? Because when people get an email from a person that says next Friday, they're like, oh, I need to open this and see what's inside. As opposed to like, oh, this is clearly a marketing email and I'm not going to pay attention. I don't need to open it up, right? Yeah. Um, and this conversation is so much of a continuation of the event that I recently went to in Dallas, where we were talking about 
building that one-on-one connection. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys there actually said that whenever he goes to write copy, whenever he goes to write emails, whenever he writes anything from a social media post to an email in his head, he actually says like, Hey, Todd, and then writes his email so that you don't end up saying, Hey, everybody, like, nice to meet you. Like it's, you are talking to one particular person. And I had never thought about it like that. Like how many emails do you get because we talk about this in speaking all the time, yeah. right? Where you can talk to 50 or a hundred people and yet you have that person that comes up to you and says, I felt like you were talking just to me. Yeah. And that, that art of talking to a hundred people at a time and one person at the same time. And, and I'm finding, I, I just never thought of email being the same way. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the same thing as any kind of sales and marketing stuff. And it's, you can't, you can't communicate to everyone, you have to communicate to someone. And when you take that approach, and what's funny is in, in one of my, um, in one of my presentations, I have two pictures that say what people think and feel like when they're sending an email. And it's like on stage with a huge stadium of people that are experiencing this all at once. And then it's like, but what the person receiving it is like, and it's like, I'm sitting alone in my office here and I opened it on my phone or on my computer. And it's like, we think we're sending this mass communication to this huge group of people that are all sitting together. And they're like, Oh, clearly this is meant for all of us. And it's like, no, dude, someone opened that up as an, they're experiencing your email on an individual level as something that they got personally and, and, and treat it that way. If you want it to work well. Yeah. And and what's, popping in my head right now, just as I think about in the past, wondering what was too much or what was too little or how often should I communicate? Mm-hmm. Um, when you say like, treat it like a personal email, uh, you're, you're protecting that relationship. Like if yes. you treat this, like I have something to say to you and it's valuable. And so I'm going to say it, mm-hmm. then this becomes a more valuable relationship than yeah. Todd told me I have to send an email out once a week and <laughs> I don't know what to say. So common core math. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, the not know what to say thing is so funny that you have like, it's something that hits, you know, that hits you hard, except for that you put out two podcast episodes every week. So that's exactly what you say. You know, it's just, yeah. Hey, you know, new episodes up. Here's what we're talking about this week. And you know, here's the link. And so you don't even have to come up with what to say. Cause it's all built into your plan already. So for our listeners who have a show, that's that you're doing the heavy work. You already know what to say. You don't have to think about it. Right. You don't have to come up with that stuff. It's like, let's just take that extra step and make sure we're getting in front of people in a different channel and communicating with them. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I know there are other people out there who have felt this way as well, but I get caught in that novelty circle of, I said this on the podcast, I can't say it in the email, which I know is completely like, I know from a mindset side of things that the more ways you say things and the more ways people have the opportunity to take them in, you know, how do you make them feel a certain way? They read it, they hear it, you know, so, so I understand that. But then when I sit down to write the email, it would be like, well, I said this in the podcast, why would anybody want to hear this again? Right, Right. So it's really interesting that um, you, that you said that because you're right. I should never have an, I don't know what to say. Right. And even, you know, this is where I also say mixing, mixing it up. And as a sports analogy, I always say like, if you have, uh, you know, the best running back in the league, like there was a period, the Minnesota Vikings had Adrian Peterson, who was just like dominated the league, best running back hands down. But like they didn't win a Super Bowl is because they didn't have all the other pieces. So it's like all the defense had to do was stack up and stack up the box. And it's like, well, if they hand it off, we know what's coming every time where we need to come from a communication standpoint with email and all all marketing is to keep things mixed up. Right. So I say that because 
some of your emails can say, hey, Amber, new episode this week. We're talking about email marketing for podcasts. So if you feel like you're stuck, you're not sending emails enough, you know it's something you should be doing, click here and listen now, right? Boom, that's it. Super simple, short, new episode. Then we can also send a different type of email that's much more content in the email where it's like, hey, Amber, this week's episode, we talk about email marketing for podcasters and we cover a bunch of different tips. Here's a couple tips we talked about in the, in the, in the actual episode. Make sure you're sending stuff from your own name. Try to use personal text emails as opposed to fancy design. Make sure you're building a relationship and use this to communicate with individual people. If you want more tips, you can click here, right? So now we're testing out like just straight up new episode alert. Here's the topic, click here to listen. And then we're sending out email that's like valuable content right within the email. And so there's a mix of all like, you know, different types of messages that you can send out so that people, when they see your email, they still, they don't see your email in the inbox and think, I know what's inside. I don't have to open it because you want to keep them on their toes. They're like, oh, there's just another link to the episode. I'll, I'll check it out later when I want to. But if you keep enough intrigue and differentiation on a regular basis, they'll feel more compelled to open it. Um, so mixing up the style, not style, but you know, different types of messages that you're sending is another good way to make sure you, you're continuing to get people opening the emails and you're adding value for their, to their inbox. I love it. The, you know, there's something else that you had said to me a little while back that I think is really valuable, especially on um, cultivating and strengthening those relationships. Um, and that was, I feel like marketing makes really smart people do really dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> because like, I have a law degree, I should be able to figure this out, right? Um, but when you told me that you put at the bottom of your emails, a call to action to reply with something, I was like, holy crap, emails a two way street. Yeah. <laughs> like email works both ways. Right. Yep. And then I start, you know, what's popping in my head right now is we're talking about this is how many times do you send an important email, which if what you're saying to your customers is, is being said, it should be important. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, we're going to assume that everything that's being sent out is important. How many times have you sent an important email out to somebody and been like, but Hey dude, I don't really need a response from this. So <laughs> you're good. So yeah. like, when when you say it like that, it sounds so freaking ridiculous. Yeah. And so just adding that call to action, yeah. which I forget to do sometimes, yeah. um, and saying, hey, reply. It's like we are all sitting here trying to figure out how to cut through the noise. Mm -hmm. How do we get people to engage with us? Well, you ask them to reply to your damn email. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention <laughs> from a technical standpoint, that will also help with your deliverability when people reply. But putting that aside, the other thing, too, is like, you know, in you know, let's give a little framework example. Hey, Amber, new episodes up this week. We're talking about email marketing for podcasters. Here's the link to listen in. I'm curious is, you know, do you do your email marketing consistently or is that something you struggle with? Hit reply and let me know, right? Just something as simple as that. Um, another thing that just triggered as an idea is that when you start planning out your episodes, uh, you know, if, you if you're recording episodes on Thursday, send out an email to your list on Monday and say, you know, hey, you know, any subject line, any, any podcast suggestions, Hey, Amber, uh, I'm recording a couple new episodes later this week. And, you know, here's, you know, I'm thinking of doing email marketing for podcasters, how to grow your list and how to make sure how to get more listeners for your show. Do you have any questions around those topics or any other questions around podcasting that you'd like to hear me answer in an upcoming episode? Hit reply and let me know. And now you're using your audience. You know, we've talked about in previous episodes, the power of audience, but, you know, you're deepening the relationship by showing them you care. You're listening, you know, active listening proactive listening by, you know, asking them to share with you. And it's helping feed into your actual content strategy where you're going to be creating content that people are literally asking for, as opposed to trying to make it up yourself. Yeah, which is super, super powerful. I know when we talk about 
figuring out what business to build. We're like, the only way you're going to figure it out is if you ask your clients what their problems are. Like, and so this is really going down that same thing. Like we make it so difficult, but finding out what they want to hear and then giving it to them. Yeah. Rocket yeah. science. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, a couple of things inside actual email software, like my recommendation is definitely active campaign, uh, you know, shameless plug the growth suite.com slash active campaign. That's my affiliate link. Um, if anybody wants to give me credit for that, Happily, we'll take those couple of dollars that come along with it. Um, but the there's two things that I, I have listed that I want to talk about is like one, kind of using the system to organize your contacts, right? And then secondly, like, okay, what are we actually communicating with those people? And so the uh, organizing contacts standpoint, like inactive campaign, they use lists and tags. In other systems, they use, you know, some of them use lists and tags, some of them just tags, some of them just lists, whatever. But the the strategy for organizing them is the same. And so we like to keep them in like high level buckets where there's just a handful of them. So in active campaign, those are lists. So it's like, all right, we want to have a master list, which is like just straight up everybody. And then we want to have a list of our subscribers. We want to have a list of our clients. Um, and then maybe you have like a list of like our referral partners or something like that. But typically we want to keep like that high level organization to a minimum, like five at most, maybe 10, depending on your business. Then where we get into granular stuff is like the tagging stuff. And that's like, what kind of stuff are they asking for or engaging with? And, and all those things, like what blog post did they click on or what lead magnets did they sign up with? And the reason this is so important, and, and it's very easy to set this up too. Um, you know, we're not, obviously we're not going to get into screen sharing and, and tutorials on this, but the best marketing is messages and communication that is timely, relevant, and practical. And when you have your contacts organized, you can send them stuff that is timely, relevant, and practical. Yeah. You know, here's my here's my question. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just an overview, because like you said, you shouldn't be, we don't have time for, for screen sharing and stuff. Yeah. How should people be collecting their email addresses mm. for their podcast subscribers, right? So like you you ask them to go to Apple and subscribe yep. and leave a review and that's great, but you don't actually mm -hmm. get to collect their information that way. Right. So how should people be actually figuring out who they're interacting with? Yeah, so I definitely recommend number one, if you have a show, getting a subscribe. I mean, it could be on your the homepage of your website or it could be on a separate subscribe page. But um, if you check out onairbrands.com slash show, you'll see what we have there. And it's just an email, you know, email sign up at the at the top. So for one, I would always recommend sending people when you're asking for subscribers, ask them to subscribe via email and then send them the link to subscribe in their favorite platform, because then you're capturing that that communication. You can send one on one, right? You know who the people are and you can send them messages when they're just subscribing in the publication publishing feeds like you don't have that two-way street like you said right like email is the two-way street and you know the people you can see who they are um so i always would i would always prefer getting an email subscriber and sending them links to the podcast versus getting podcast subscribers and going backwards um that's so awesome. so that's the Good first thing like advice. if you have a, if you have a show get a subscribe box on your website like on your homepage, on a show page as a pop-up on all your pages that just says you know Hey, here's our show. Here's the value proposition of the show. Enter your email just to sign up and we'll send you notifications when new episodes are, are live. Um, so that's that's the first thing is just like 
the kind of general broad, like subscribe to the show. The other thing that we want to have, and like this goes back to content strategy and building your business and stuff is like different lead magnets, right? And that's like the stuff like eBooks, guides, templates, tools, checklists, like free digital stuff you can give people in exchange for their email address. And that goes back to one, just giving more value than like, hey, subscribe to me so I can send you my content versus like, hey, sign up and I'm going to give you really good stuff that's going to help you on your journey to solving a problem. But then that then, like I said, lets us organize people. So if you sign up for our, this doesn't exist yet, but like if you signed up for our free guide on like coming up with podcast topics, then we can send you emails about coming up with podcast topics. And those are way more helpful to you. You're going to open them. We're going to build a relationship because I'm sending you stuff that's relevant, timely, and practical based on me knowing the problem you signed up to solve is coming up with podcast topics as opposed to if you sign up generally and then I start sending you stuff uh, and and it's like, hey, here's a, here's a bunch of content on how to sign up for a podcast, uh, how to come up with podcast episode ideas. Well, if that's not what they signed up for, it might be irrelevant to them. And then they start tuning out and then our brains get into this pattern of like, oh, I get I don't want to unsubscribe. I don't want to click the unsubscribe button from Amber's emails because I do want to see when stuff comes out. However, I am mentally unsubscribed. So when stuff comes in, I'm archiving it before I even open it, right? Because I got to keep that inbox zero tight. But it's, yeah. it's like, but that, that's what it is, is zero. you know, but, but that's what it is. How do we, how do we attract people and get them signed up for something specific? Because then we can be more helpful to them and, and, you know, deepen the relationship, add more value and then, and follow along. And with that, now, Amber, this is also what I would say for you and your free consulting here is like, you, you can <laughs> also nice. have, you can also have like that sign up, you know, subscribe to the podcast and, and enter your email address. And now what we have, we've talked about how to organize and uh, organize the contacts who are subscribing, right? We want to have those high level buckets and then tagging them or organizing them like based on their interests and stuff. And you could do that if they sign up for just the podcast, tag them as pod, you know, podcast interest. If they sign up for a free guide to X, you tag them with that. And now, you know, you can send those people stuff and that's relevant for that. Now, when someone signs up, just let's keep it simple for everybody. You don't have to go creating lead magnets, but like an email subscription for the show, right? Like I'm signing up because I want to get emails when a new more than more than corporate podcast episode comes out. Well, when I subscribe to that, now we can use the automation factor of email marketing to deepen the relationships with our subscribers. And that's where we can say, number one, always have like a welcoming email, right? And saying like, hey, Amber, thank you so much for subscribing. I'm so grateful to have your attention. It means so much to me. Um, if you subscribe to the more than corporate podcast, then I'm guessing one or more of these things describes you and then drop a couple bullet points so that people know they're in the right place and they're getting the right stuff. And you could say, if that sounds familiar, great, you're in the right place. And then if if not, feel free to unsubscribe at the link. You know, most of them are automatic at the bottom. You know, feel free to unsubscribe at the bottom um, because we want to just have subscribers who are interested in the stuff we're sending. Right. And, you know, the software companies make it easy for us to feel better about that because they charge per contacts. So it's like, let's scrub out people who are not interested. Um, but we get them in that welcome series. We make sure they're in the right place. We give them we give them some value up front. Confirm. Hey. This is where you should be. This is your people, right? Like Seth Godin always says, like people like us do stuff like this. So we want to re reassure them, people like you do things like this. Welcoming in there. And then you can have a drip campaign. And I'll even put this as like, if you're launching a new show or even even if you've had 200 plus episodes and you it's time to kind of revamp this part of it, have like four or five 
foundational topic episodes, right? So if you're launching your show, it's just your first five episodes. If you're 200 deep, re, you know, reestablish like, hey, here are the core fundamental topics that we talk about. These are our pillar topics, so to speak. And that's, you know, do four or five episodes on each, one on each of those different pillars. And so now when someone signs up, they get welcomed and then you tell them, you know, you're in the right place. Here's what you can expect. New episodes come out every week or every, twice a week or whatever. Um, and I'll let you know about those. Also, over the next week or so, I'm going to send you out our best episodes that are most relevant to you since you subscribed, right? And so watch out because tomorrow's email and now here we're, we're setting expectations. We're telling mm -hmm. their brain to pay attention to what's coming, more likely to get opened. Uh, we say, watch out for tomorrow's email. I'm going to send you episode number one where I talk about like the real fill in the blank of value that they're going to get from listening. Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So guess what? Now you say, in, you know, in the system, automatically wait 24 hours, send them this email. And then that episode, hey, Amber, thanks again so much for subscribing. Yesterday, I welcomed you into the community. So you know what's coming. And I told you, you know, this is episode number one, where I really talk about why I started more than corporate and why, why more importantly, why that matters for you and what you're going to get out of listening to the show. Here's a couple of great pieces that are in this episode. Click here to listen to episode one and make sure that you're subscribed in your favorite platform. Right. That's awesome. And and what's really screaming at me right now is the conversations that we have all the time on this show about needing to be intentional with what you do and how you do it. And I don't remember what episode it was, but Todd is normally like this Rolodex of podcast episodes. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I have it off the top of my head here. No, there was an episode where we were talking about um, the purpose of being able to plan out your episodes and then keep track of content to be able to reference back easily to that. Yeah. And this is where it becomes extremely beneficial for you to do that. Um, so I'm just going to throw out there because there's me that um, my executive assistant is learning that organization <laughs> is not my strong suit. And um, I'm extremely intentional about the episodes that I post. And then my tracking and organization is an amazing. So being able to start now, right? Mm -hmm. Starting where you're at now is better than not starting at all. Yep. And start to track those and start to um, figure out, you know, how can I easily link this into a particular topic and, and have those handy. And, yeah. and this just becomes a powerhouse. You know, we talk all the time about business and podcast and how they work together and how they can support your success. But when you break it down like this for marketing, it just becomes a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, like if you have, you know, if you are a podcaster and you want to get, get started with email marketing, like you have everything you need. It's just a matter of like copying and pasting it into the email system. Right. So Amber, for you, this is, you know, send this over to your, your assistant to get this stuff set up. But this is what I would love to see is that on the website, we get an email sign up box and that connects to your active campaign. So people sign up, they get added to the list of subscribers and they get tagged as podcast subscriber, right? When they sign up, they get right away, they get a welcome email that does what we just talked about. Now, I'd like to see an automated drip sequence that goes out over the course of about like two or three weeks. And it's first, it is the welcome series, right? So pick a handful of episodes, three to five episodes that are like cornerstone episodes for the stuff you talk about. Maybe these are your, so maybe, th maybe these are solo episodes, right? So pick a couple cornerstone episodes and they get the welcome email. And then either every day or every other day, they get dripped out episode, you know, pillar episode one, pillar episode two, pillar episode three, right? Pick three to five episodes that you want to call your, your cornerstone episodes, drip those out and tell them these are the foundational episodes. Then 
after that, we're going to drip out um, your best content, right? So this is where you can, and I got a little bonus tip specifically for you here, Amber, that you're going to like, but the, uh, the next drip sequence. So we have our welcome. We have at least three automated. So we got four emails. If we do that every other day, that's eight, eight days of emails that are going to go out to these people. Um, and then we're going to put them into a best content series. So this is where you can either choose however you want. It's if it's by downloads, if it's by guest feedback or, um, you know, listener feedback or whatever, but pick another three to five best episodes that you want to share with people. Right. And in your case specifically, I'd say make those cornerstone episodes, solo episodes. Now make these best content ones, make them, uh, make them maybe your interview episodes, except for one. So this is where you have the power of proactively promoting episodes. Now, what is, I believe your most listened to most downloaded episode? Tell us what it is. It's my solo episode where my mic was off. Correct. Um, Yeah. And you, people love the episode. You hate it because you recorded with the wrong microphone by accident. It was Um, awful. And it It was was awful. awful. I don't know why people listen. They loved it. You re-recorded the same exact episode so that it sounded better quality and nobody (laughs) listened to it. Nobody. But if someone subscribes via email and you say, this is my most downloaded episode topic, I re-recorded it in higher quality for you. Here's the link. The one they listen to now is going to be the high quality one that you recorded (laughs) and not the one with the microphone off. So, so... Now we can say, you know, here's our best content. This is my highest downloaded episode ever. I re-recorded it in higher quality because it was one of my first ones and I made a mistake. Well, uh, sharing that vulnerability and silliness is also going to create a deeper relationship with your audience. So that's that's an extra bonus when you can do that kind of stuff. So now your num- your your welcome email, you got three to five cornerstone episodes. Number one, my best, my favorite, best guest, fe- best listener feedback, highest downloaded episode was this one talking about, uh, you know, it was the Brene Brown. I forget the, the topic exactly. Um, and fun story, ironically, about the topic of her because she's like the vulnerability queen, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I accidentally recorded that episode with the microphone off and it sounded terrible. Um, you know, he, you know, and I can't believe it. I'm so I was so embarrassed. And and of course, that's my top listen one. But just for you, I re-recorded it with higher quality. So here's the link to the high quality one that you can click and listen to right now. Boom. That's your first one in the best content. And then pick a couple more of your either top downloaded or, you know, your favorite episodes, whatever, um, and drip it out. So now you have essentially probably three weeks worth of automated stuff. So now you set this up once and you already have the episodes. You're not even creating anything new. Your assistant can take these and put them in. I just recommend like you should probably write the welcome email. Um, but uh, but now you just went, you have everything sitting there in your business uh, already and you put the email subscribe button up on the website. Now you have three weeks of dripped out content that's going to indoctrinate these new subscribers. It's gonna create that relationship. It's gonna add value because you're giving them their, the best stuff upfront, right? And that's really going to create that relationship out of the gate automatically. You've already created all the content and you just need to put it into the system. And now you have this, this customer journey flow to attract, build an audience and really create a solid engagement and relationship with people so that now in 21 days, they go into what we call your broadcast list. So now every, every time you have a new episode, you do two a week. So you could pick if you wanted to send one for each or just do a weekly like, hey, here's this week's two episodes. Um, either one of those work. Uh, that's something you definitely could give to your assistant as, as an easy task for them to do when it's just like notification email style like that. Um, and people are going to be paying attention because they went through your best stuff first. You've given them the path of like, here's how to think about these episodes and here's the stuff we're talking about. And now, of course, you have your coaching programs. You have this huge event coming up 
uh, in a couple of weeks. So when you have stuff that you want to promote, you have your book club that you want to promote. You've got people that don't sign up for the list. And then you're like, hey, I have an event next week. Here, go buy your ticket. It's like, dude, these people already went through 21 days of high value, relevant stuff right? It's yeah. relevant because they specifically signed up for this topic and they stuck around for it because we guided them through it. And there you go. That's how you build your and nurture your engaged audience. Yeah. So um, that idea of guinea pig marketing, I'm regretting <laughs> my life choices right now. This is like, no, this is a love-hate relationship because there's, first of all, for everybody listening, you're welcome. And for <laughs> me, um, Todd, your check's in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as um, doing this, like I'm really excited to implement it. And I'm really glad that this is publicly available because like, I can't process the amazing awesomeness that you just said in my brain right now. Um, the downfall though, to having somebody give you such great advice when they're on your email you list <laughs> is like the You're accountability the factor oh, yeah. is like tenfold because Todd is always like the first person to open my emails. And I'm sure it has something to do with like, I'm pretty sure only psychopaths are like impact inbox yeah. zero. Like I don't know any <laughs> normal person who can keep zero emails in their inbox. Can, I'm going to give you a little tip. When I decided to do this, I did a, it's not this simple. You do have to do a little bit of extra, like a little tool trick. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was basically select all, archive all, inbox zero, done. And then it was like, okay, now I'm just going to maintain this, right? So that's- You know, it's so bad for me to say this because- um if you're my client, plug your ears like like little kids earmuffs, right? But if I haven't responded to it, responded to it, and it's sixty days old, it's probably not that important to begin with, and I yeah. might as well not waste my time. Like yeah. if if um, a client needed to get a hold of me, like they know nothing in my email. They'll guess your phone urgent. number if they need to. Yeah, they, they'll guess it. <laughs> I mean, you know what? And that's how I'm going to fill this event in two weeks. People will just guess where right. it is. So yeah, um, I need to like print that out like in a meme and like tape it everywhere to remind myself that people don't get to, um, oh, Jesus, Rob. <laughs> I'm, I'm so we got a little back sorry. Private chat. <laughs> wow, Rob's got 14,000 unread messages. Emails. Wow. Whew. I'm so sorry. I completely lost my train of thought because I'm not even that bad. I think I have 3,000 unread. Yeah. I mean, once you have 100, you might as well have 14,000 if you ask right? me. So, yeah. Um, But I am going to recreate that friend scene in a meme and post it everywhere I can see it. Like, yeah. if your business is going to be successful, people will just guess it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we, we've been talking about this event that you have coming up. Are there seats available? There are. Well, give us the, what's the value prop? Who, who is this for? What are you talking about? Who should be attending this? Um, this is for business owners who want to reach that next level, um, business owners and entrepreneurs who want to reach that next level of success. I have eight fantastic speakers coming into Las Vegas. We're going to talk about community creation. We're going to talk about prospecting. We're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about health and time management. And it's three packed days of unbelievable resources that will help you take your life and business to the next level of success. Um, it's in Las Vegas. I've got some killer activities planned. It's all inclusive. You're going to meet some great people. Like everybody needs to be here. Yeah, I love it. And where can they get uh, where can they get out more details and sign up if they're interested? You can go to DYL. So it's called Design Your Life. So DYL.successdevelopmentsolutions.net. Boom. There we go. 
All right. So, and if you guys want to, I would actually encourage you uh, go over to morethancorporate.com. We're putting Amber on the hook. Make sure you get an email subscription box up there ASAP. So our <laughs> listeners who are uh, tuning in can go over and subscribe via email to your list and your show. Um, and yeah, you are publicly on, on the hook here for welcome email, cornerstone content, automated sequence, and best content series. And I would also encourage everyone who's listening, if you do have a show, you should do exactly the same thing. That is a great and easy way to take all the content you already have and turn it into an automated email marketing plan that is set it and forget it. If you want more advice or more content around creating a show and all the marketing for your business around content, go to onairbrands.com slash show. That's where you can sign up for our email list for this show. Uh, you can subscribe via all the cool channels out there, regardless of the platform you like to listen to. And we will catch you guys on the next episode.